Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode about the movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week, once again, as I mentioned in last week, I am joined once again by Barney. Hello everyone. Yes. And this is the continuation of our three-parter series on the career of Martin McDonough. And in so yeah little point there yeah and so when we talked about in bruges we were very positive on it yeah, yeah definitely. you you extreme you especially so Great time. and so yeah so this will week... that be reflected in this episode well huh? <laughs> let's see uh so and this week we'll be covering seven psychopaths which was the next film that he did um, uh, i think Generally regarded to be the the middle child, you know, yeah. forgotten, the the film. weakest one, the less good, not I mean, bad necessarily, yeah. but definitely the weakest of the three. Yeah, yeah, I I, I do have to admit, I, I mean, I love this film, one of okay. the, the yeah. underrated films of, of of all time. But mm. yeah, no, I think it is the the, the weak point in his career, but yeah. it isn't a weak point. You know? Yeah, but it's like a weak point in that like. Just because it's his weakest film doesn't mean it's bad. It's just exactly. the others are better. Just so much yeah. better, but not like... Ooh, I wouldn't say so much better, well, but yes. Well, there's definitely a slight... Yeah, they are... I have, I have more issues with this film than I do with his other two films. Um, But we'll get onto three billboards when we get there. Yeah. I definitely have a few goals. Mm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, to sort of just put my cards on the table... I definitely prefer In Bruges. I think that is the better of the two films. Yeah, yeah, no, I do definitely agree and with that. And um... I think pretty much everyone I know who has seen these films agrees with that, that they think um, Yeah. I've, that's generally what I... Yeah, I, I can't think of anybody that I know that prefer. Mm-hmm. And so... Do... Let's just get into it. So... I guess sort of for a basic premise, it's about a guy wanting to write a screenplay called Seven Psychopaths is basically like the logline, essentially. Yeah, a guy wants to write a, a screenplay called Seven Psychopaths and he gets mixed up in wacky adventure with his best friend who is a, a dog kidnapper. Yes. That's... <laughs> as bizarre as that sounds. Yeah. And I will say that I do quite like this film, though. I thought it was quite. I thought it was good, but it it definitely was weaker in comparison to In Bruges. Yeah. And so, yeah. So the open. So I guess we'll just sort of start from the beginning and just sort of go our, make our way through it. So, uh, we've got an opening sort of dialogue scene between these two characters, these sort of nameless characters who are not... They, they have names. They're like Tommy mm. and they're just hitmen. Yeah. Yeah, they they are inconsequential, basically, to the yeah. story. They're not... Don't affect it. Yeah, they're not important. Massively so. And so they're just um, talking about... They're getting shot in the eye. About getting shot in the eye and the... A skill or, or lack thereof it uh, requires yeah. to hit that shot 
it, it really occurred to me um, that this film feels like Martin McDonough's really channeling Tarantino, particularly in this opening. Oh, in just what, um, like how it's how like the characters talk. How they're they're talking, yeah. Violence. Mm-hmm. Films. Yeah, oh. they mentioned The Godfather at some. Point. Yeah, this film is a, is quite a is much more violent than in Bruges. Like this is. It oh yeah, had, like this, moments I mean... of violence and had some like sort of big stuff, but this is much more. This film's very much kind of, I think, talking about violence. Mm-hmm. They kind of have to show violence. Yeah. And so they're just talking about this, and then they go, and then they both get shot in the head. And I, uh, an unmasked killer, a, a a man in a red mask, uh, psychopath one, as I believe Jack, the the Jacko Diamond, yeah. psychopath one. Um, just before we pass this, this opening scene, there's a a line that I really like, and mm-hmm. really like um. Um, now look at me, I've got the chick-killing shakes. Which <laughs> is one that I will probably never be able to use in my life, but, you know, if there's a some situation I'm in that I get to use that line, mm. then I will take it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's with some lines, if you get an opportunity to use it, you might as well, because take it, the yeah. only time you can ever in that point exactly exactly and so Um, then we are introduced to colin farrell and marty marty and sam rockwell as well yeah yeah, billy 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 bickle yeah who i believe you've mentioned off recording uh was one of like your favorite characters just sort of in film yeah, yeah, generally. Billy Bickle is one of my real favourite film characters, and I'm mm. into getting into is that as we, there... we go on. Yeah, is, is there a particular reason why, or do you want to get into that later as we sort of... I think we need to go into that as we talk about. Yeah, and so they sort of... We're also introduced to, um, Aya, your friend. Oh, yeah. Aya. Aya. Yeah. Myra, yeah. And... Uh, Rockwell's quality Aussie accent. Yeah. I like how, sort of around this point, he doesn't know if she's from New Zealand or from Australia, even though there's, like, a clear difference. <laughs> well, to me, anyway, maybe it's because yeah, I, I To I you and Australian. me, as, as Australians, we... It's a lot easier difference. to sort of be like, oh, well, she's very clearly Australian. Like, that's not what a New Zealand person sounds like. She, she, she says, like, you know, she says just what it, you know, it yeah. rather but. Yeah. But, you and know, it's... to, to uh, an American, such as... Mm-hmm. And and she is actually Australian. I did uh, look at the cast. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was like Abby Cornish. Yeah, is Australian. And so, yeah. So Marty is introduced. He's writing the screenplay called Seven Psychopaths, and he's um. He's got this great title, but he can't really progress much further yeah. than that. And he's I got, think he's got a few ideas. Yeah, and it's also around this point. Like, very early on, I, I wrote down... I made a note of one of my favourite lines. Um, so, Billy is talking about this fight he was in. With, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. some guy. And then he says... I think he says something like, I don't... I, w- I didn't punch his nose. His nose was just in the middle of where I was punching. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's it's it. Like, it's like... Yeah. That's sort of, like, a thing I would use. I'd be like, well, I didn't actually do this. It just 
happened while I was doing this. It's time. like that, you know, you push somebody off a cliff. Hey, I didn't kill gravity. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of thing. But, um, and, and very uh, early on, this uh, very much establishes them as characters, sort of who they are, their personalities. And, and Marty's very kind of, I guess, nervous, I guess. Is the way. He's a lot more stressed out than yeah, who, he's, he's, who just seems a lot more chilled out with just sort of world at large. Sort of, just doing things you know he's just sort of living his life and doing what he wants yeah. to do um i guess it's also around this point that we are we're introduced uh huns oh yes to huns um is Lee's, uh his partner i'm in there of kidnapping mm-hmm. yeah and yeah so yeah very early on we are introduced to you know the characters two who characters are, yeah who are Sort of the main three, okay. yeah, the main ones, and uh, and again, it's sort of very much perfect early establishing of characters and you know what they mean to the story, and you know, and I think that's because yeah, I think he sets up characters really well. Yeah, I think that's something that yeah, I I think we might have mentioned in in the episode on Bruges where like the f- opening monologue from Colin Farrell sort of very much establishes the character and sort of, yeah, establishes these people and, or, well, the main character. He really kind of dives straight in and kind of, you know, what's what pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I, I made a note at this point very early on that there's a lot of reference to, like, Christianity. And I guess... Oh, yeah, yeah, because... Hans is a he's a Christian. Yeah. All time. Yeah. Um so he, he has a wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Myra. Myra, he's yeah. Got he's cancer. In, he's got cancer, yeah. And so that's why they're they're kidnapping dogs so they can turn them to their owners yeah, and yeah. get the reward money reward. To, to pay for treatment. But they one of the dogs they kidnap is belongs to a psycho as they put it is one of the sec one of the seven psychopaths as it were uh woody harrelson or charlie as his character is mm. called that was the woody harrelson role in this was originally going to be rock i believe mickey rock um Didn't yeah mm. um and he had a fallout with martin mcdonough he left the project and then we've done a brought Woody Harrelson in. Oh, is there any, I don't know um, anything about it. All I know is like Martin McDonough, you know, afterwards, Martin McDonough just called him a jerk off. We know. <laughs> That's such like a, a British thing to say about someone. That's Yeah, that's the way he describes it. But right, okay. yeah, speci- specifically, I'm not sure what it was. Right, okay. Uh, okay. Well, because Mickey Rourke, he's very much got sort of the look that Woody yeah, Harrison yeah. doesn't. Although I do think Woody Harrison works in this. I, I don't think he's bad. And there's some really great um comedic bits that we'll get to later on. With his, I I, I think I I would prefer Mickey Rourke. Harrison. No, with Woody Harrison. Rock. Oh, with Woody Harrison. Rock. Rock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just generally where I stand on them as actors, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. So I think, sorry, I think I prefer uh, 
Woody Harrelson has an act on that. Can't speak today. Yeah. I'm more of a... And so, yeah. And... I... Sort of a general point. This film is a lot more introspective than in Bruges. This is sort of looking at, you know, religion and sort of the sort of heaven and hell sort of dilemma and, you know, who goes to hell and who goes to heaven and such. And in Bruges doesn't really touch on that as a topic. It's it's more of a... Um... Um, no, I think in Bruges definitely does t- touch on that. Um, well, the, as... the, the, this, this, I think, is definitely it from the day of Christian. Mm. But but that's just that's just a little bit of it. I don't think they mentioned the afterlife. Yeah. But I, I don't think they really get into you know who goes to heaven. Yeah, they don't in Bruges. Yeah, they don't. Um, that's not as big of a part. It's just sort of like a scene. Whereas I felt like this was a lot more sort of looking at that and sort of I guess breaking it down and the introspection. Um, I, mean, I never really got more... that from this, but uh, yeah, yeah, I can was, see how you, you came to that conclusion. That was sort of something I sort of picked up while watching this because of uh, Marty, he, you know, because he's writing the script and he has uh, the Quaker, who is one of the yeah. psychopaths who... But these ideas that he's got down so far. Yeah, who's essentially this guy whose daughter was killed by this man and then he sort of tormented this guy forever. Pursued him throughout his life. And yeah. And him to suicide also. Leads him to suicide because that would lead him to hell and then he commits suicide himself to go to hell with him to continue tormenting him which I, I what's one of my favorite images is of him of the of the quaker smoking while like slitting his throat <laughs> the blood just like coming down his neck it's just like yeah. really great imagery it, i think this film really nails like film violence mm, yeah the way it's portrayed. This scene, particularly later on, mm. yeah, it's stuff. not like over like polished or like trying to look. Ill, you know. It's just sort of, and it's not like massively. I I didn't find it to be like overabundant. I sort of felt it was used when necessary. It it wasn't just. It's not just like let's just you know have some violence for the sake of violence. Yeah, it, it's kind of like sort of a thing Tarantino can get accused of at times, of, like, he uses, you know, violence too much, and, and I think occasionally that can be a criticism against him, but most of the time it's sort of justified in most cases. And I think this is very much sort of a similar thing of it's not really as often as it could be. Oh, this film could be incredibly violent if I'm going to chose to do that, but I think he does kind of yeah. I, I think he bit. sort of understands that like there's like a line, you know, that you don't like. He he, he's very interested much, in but... his. He's very interested in characters, so I think he wouldn't mm-hmm. really want to distract from that. Yeah. And so that. Um. Uh, so that was one of the first psychopaths. Well, one of the psych uh, is the Quaker, and that Marty's writing about and. Is it after the scene, or is it like just before where we're introduced to Woody Harrelson's character? Um, I think it's a little bit after. Mm. Uh... Oh yeah, and there's also a bit where um, Billy gives uh, Marty the idea about the jacket diamond. Yeah, he, he mentions that, 
Tales only get to high ranking of the Yakuza, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so... I guess we, we can just kind of skim over some of the mm. a little bit. So yeah, we're introduced to Woody Harrelson. And in a... Evidence of him being a bit unhinged. In what room... Are, what like kind of place are they in? I, I, I couldn't really... I'm not sure. They're in... They're in this sort of room with the person who is meant to be looking after his dog, right? And uh, he's lost like, the dog. Uh, yeah. And it's at this point that one of the guys in the background, I was like, I know I was going to say, do you recognize one of them? It's, it's uh, Kevin Corrigan, who was Professor Professorson from Community. Community, yeah. yeah. And I was like, that really looks like him. And then I looked him up and was like, Oh, it is him. It actually is him. And I was like, man. I thought that when I watched it. I was like, well, he's one of the, like one of my favorite like minor characters in Community. And I was like, and I thought he would be like sort of that. I mean, because he is essentially that another sort of minor character in this. He's he's not really in it that much. Yeah. He's just sort of like a I guess disposable henchman that you sort of need to have because you know the big bosses always need some henchmen around them. Um, um, so, uh, Marty picks up on Billy's couch. Yeah. Or his girlfriend of the bitch. <laughs> yeah, because that's... No, oh, yeah, uh, we've not mentioned Marty has a bit of a drinking problem. Well, no, so he, doesn't. he doesn't have a drinking problem. He just likes drinking. He likes like drinking, that's true. That's I true, don't have a drinking problem. I just like drinking. <laughs> it's like, it's, again, it's that sort of same thing of, like, you know, it's like, well, I'm not actually... You know, that sort of thing. As we, it's like, you know, you try, trying trying to justify it to yourself, but it doesn't really hold it doesn't, up. Yeah, because it's like, well, it's you just said the same thing essentially, but so when you just kind of you just sort of change the words. What an alcoholic is. Yeah, you just swap some words around and just like you just you you, you just remove the word problem and like that was it. <laughs> um, so at this point, I made a note of the psychopaths we have met. So we've met. Uh, the Jack of Diamonds, the Quaker, and Woody Harrelson. Charlie Costello. Yeah, and those are the three we've met at this point, right? Yeah. Um, and so... Where the fourth one shows up, I guess we'll... Yeah. And this thing has, uh, as we mentioned in In Bruges, how this the characters aren't... Like, they don't... They're not race. Well, they are racist, but they don't hate other races. They're just, like, sort of ignorant. Just kind of saying things. Yeah, yeah, ignorant. And that's sort of the thing yeah. of, like... Again, it's the same French thing. French got of, cheese. The Spanish got bullfighting. The Irish have yeah. got <laughs> Yeah, and that's Americans exactly what it is. It's not a... Tolerance. It's not a hate, necessarily, for... Not using it to hate on somebody because of their culture. They're just saying that this is a thing that... Yeah, of this country being, you know, racist, but not what like not saying it because they actually hate them. It's just, ig- yeah, ignorant, ignorantly racist, I guess. Yeah, they're not really. They don't care that what they're saying is racist. And um, um so oh. yeah, Marty's got this drinking problem, and is it? And they've got the dog at this point, Billy. And Hans, they've got the uh, dog. Yeah, b- yeah, they've got Bonnie the Shih Tzu. 
Yeah. With... yeah he, he's like holding. Um, yeah, she's staying at um, Billy's house. Actually. Yeah. With a great um, the collar they've got. They've got like a thing on the. You know how you put oh, yeah, the numbers the, on the, the engraving. The, the engraving of like because usually that's where you put like the phone number to contact if you find yeah. missing dog. What does it say? It says something like. like I got something like return this dog to me or I'll fucking kill you or something. I think it, yeah, it's something like that. I think it says like a specific. Um, it says something like that, and, and this dog is sort of very much a major part. It's the MacGuffin of the film. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it says here, Bonnie three two three five 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 zero one six three. Return to Charles Costello, or you will fucking die. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Across. It it very much gets the point across, and very and immediately illustrates the character. Yeah, <laughs> so good. And this um, film, sort of again, like in Bruges, has got some really great bits of comedy in it. I, I love the bit. Um, this is before that whole. Buddy mm. scene where they talk about the Quaker, where Sam Rockwell's just you know dressing himself in the mirror mm-hmm. um, yeah. and talking to the dog. Yeah, it's great. It was like paw, paw. Yeah, no paw. That's okay too. <laughs> and this is very much like a sort of a throwaway bit. Yeah, that it's you feel like oh, it's just like sort of him trying to get to know this dog, but that's it. It doesn't like you would yeah, think this doesn't matter. It's that little. Pa- nice little payoff later yeah and, and i will say i unless i missed it there isn't a bit where shooting like shooting someone in the eye that doesn't come back later right that wasn't a thing i missed at all yeah no that doesn't come yeah i thought this i i well, that was happening i thought that's so i felt like oh but, well that's going to come back later in like the third act or something that's just going to happen oh I yeah think. like because I just sort of have that way of like, okay, well, sort of look at these sorts of things that are established early on, and I sort of assume it will come back, even though it might not. It's just yeah, like... it seems like the sort of thing that in like this to have yeah you know, one of the... Sam Rockwell shoot a guy through the eye, and then Woody Harris be like, holy shit, dude, you shot a guy through the eye. <laughs> yeah, and like that's pretty so impressive, the... you know. Yeah, they, yeah. that takes skill, or it's just luck. But yeah, that yeah. would be cool actually. Uh... Um. So Billy is intent on helping Marty write his screenplay, mm-hmm. he, and he wants uh, credit. He wants to be like credited in it. But yeah, he just wants to help him write because, it, yeah. basically. And that, and yeah, because of the Jack. He Diamonds. doesn't say he doesn't. He doesn't seem that bothered about. Oh yeah, they said. Can... Yeah. But he, he, actually, no. Yeah, he's not that bothered about credit. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of says like, "Hey, you let me, you write it, then you know, that's fair." But there isn't. There is a character who who does want credit on it. And... Oh yes, because oh, yeah. there's a um, bit so where they put he a... puts an ad in the newspaper. Yeah, in the newspaper for psychopaths, essentially. Calling all psychopaths. Yeah, and and so they meet one of these psychopaths with the bunny rabbit. Um, not quite yet. Oh well, that's they, they put the ad in the paper. Then they... put the ad in the paper. And um, then a little bit. Billy, Billy leaves the little dog warehouse where Han. Yeah, and so Han's and um. Hans is captured by the um, uh, uh, Charlie's Charlie's men. Yeah, as he's yes, because he's dropping off another dog. Right, he's at someone else's house, and then they capture him, like as he's going to his car. As he's um, and so that he takes them to the the dog warehouse, and that's where Marty and Hans meet. Mm, And Um, that is sort of like 
sort of a bit of a standoff and because you know marty's not really about this sort of exactly he has no idea what's going on you know some men with guns just show up yeah and so it's professor professorson and another guy one of charlie's other guys um I so I, I want to talk about Christopher Walken in this because there's a mm. little line that he delivers that I really like. Yeah. So I love Christopher Walken in general. I think um, I think he, I think he's a great actor. Mm. Yeah, no, most people most people like Christopher Walken. Yeah, really mm. funny here. Um, yeah, just the way he. Del- I mean, this is cl- uh, typical of most of his performances, but the way he delivers lines. Mm-hmm. The bit where Marty's going to say like you know. Or where the Shih Tzu is or whatever, um, and Hans tells him, have some pride in yourself, have some faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord, and don't tell these scum-sucking motherfuckers nothing. <laughs> Just the, his intonation. Yeah, that's sort of the thing that make that like sort of work with certain actors. Other, I and this, Nicholas Cage is another one where like just the way he like delivers he delivers lines, lines. Yeah, is like why they're funny it's not the like chris walken's got such an iconic voice mm-hmm, yeah it's, it's not sort of the like what they're he's able saying? to use that that yeah this is the way he's turned yeah it's not... yeah yeah but that line isn't particularly funny but just you know the way he said have some pride yeah it's yourself just... yeah and, and that's jesus why jesus christ is your lord <laughs> yeah um so then the Jack of Diamonds shows up and shoots the goose. Immediately kills them. Just right, just headshot instantly. So this is the bit of the film that this is kind of where one of my my kind of annoyances lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess yeah. Spoiler: It's revealed that Billy is, is yeah the Jack of Diamonds. Um, so this bit, where where did he go? Did he does he just carry around his Jack of Diamonds? Get up. Well, did you see those guys show up. Did he run into the back and get changed, and then come back in? And... I don't know. Well, because where did he's because he left. He leaves. Did he say um, where he was leaving again? I. He just, he just said he, he was leaving because he saw that Marty was reading the 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 magazine that that he put the article in. Mm-hmm. And then he. And then the guys show up. That he comes back. So it's just... not really clear what. Yeah. And I um, thought, yeah. like, sort of, I guess sort of the way it was made, sort of the Jack of Diamonds and the Quaker were sort of, I mean, I guess that's sort of the point, is that they're meant to be in a story. Like, it looks like it's sort of, they're not real. It's, I mean, that is the point, is that this is... This I mean, the Jack of Diamonds is a real, and so is the Quaker. But... Yeah, but I think it's because of how they're introduced, cause, well, because they're telling stories. The Quaker is introduced as, like, a story. Yeah, yeah. And so I sort of thought, okay, this was just sort of an idea they had, but it's sort of revealed a bit later that, like, it's a real person. Um, and so then, yeah, the Jack of Diamonds then leaves. Um, so Hans and, and Marty go back to mm-hmm. Billy's house and tell him what happened. Yeah, and so that's sort of what they're doing. And then. It's, I think it's around here that uh, Billy is at Charlie's house, if I recall correctly. He... Um, uh, that comes... We're introduced to the rabbit around the point. Mm. 
Actually, no. Um, this is around. So yeah, the Hans uh, goes off to see his wife. Mm. Oh yes, and Char Charlie. Charlie's tracked her down. And he basically interrogate. But he basically says. He he asks where what uh, Myra what Kislowski or what. Yeah. Um, she says that you know oh, she's in surgery even though you know, she's trying to kind of protect herself here until she knows what this guy's deal is mm -hmm. yeah um and then he figures out that it's her it's her and throughout as... most of the scene Woody Harrelson is just on a wheelchair just like spinning it's around. around in a wheelchair yeah and I was like that's just really funny isn't it just the way yeah he's... it's a nice but yeah I like doing he's doing spins and he's on wheelies and then you know sort of as it gets serious and gets to the end, he, he like gets up and is, you know, gonna deal with this properly. And, and earlier on, when he's interrogating the uh, woman who lost his dog, we think he's gonna kill her, but he shoots like just next to her. Cause yeah. Oh, yeah, and his gun. His gun jams as well, which he tries uh, to Yeah, no, he was like good in this. Yeah. And well, his gun jams. But he doesn't want to change it because he likes the handle and stock. He likes weird, pedantic little detail. Yeah. And um, so then yeah. that's that. And so he kills Myra. And he's leaving just as Hans is arriving. Uh, I always love little bits where you know a character kind of assesses the situation in a couple of seconds and realizes that something's up. So instead of walking in wife's room and just continues down the corridor and out the mm -hmm. other end yeah or going back yeah he sees the guy with the gun yeah um, but he does get into the room and that is a lot of blood <laughs> like oh yeah there's a lot of it, blood in the human body yeah and it's just like over the walls and the windows and everything and Hans is just sort of sitting there just holding Myra in his arms sort of disregard for the blood getting all over his clothes and everything uh, well, you know, why? Yeah, and so then he, well, he leaves after spending yeah. some time with um, his wife, and there's a freaks sort of, out Woody Harrelson a bit. Yeah, and they're sort of sitting in like the waiting room, and Woody Harrelson points out that you know, this is where you need to get like a clean up there, and also, um, Hans has got like, like a cut oh, above that. his head because he was hit um hit in the head. Earlier. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Do you need to get cleaned up, or do, like, do you need help?" He's, he's like, "Yeah, it's like, are you hurt?" He's like, oh, "No." And then he pulls off his um, his cravat, his cravat, and he offers it to him. And it's at this point where we sort of figure out that oh, he was the Quaker because he's got the giant scar across his neck. I think this is meant to be the point of realization. Mm. You know, if you put the pieces together, you're like, oh, it's him. But mm. uh, so then, I um, I um, I forget that they're all together at like this this restaurant before any of this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Talking about what yeah. they're gonna do, and Sam Rockwell's like, hey, we could go have a shootout in the desert. And yeah. Um. What are we gonna do in real life? Yeah, and then they're talking about sort of things and and oh, calling the cops and like, oh, <laughs> cops, fuck them. Yeah, and there's lots of sort of... I sort of don't have sort of... I know scenes that happen, but I can't exactly remember where they go exactly. There's ones where they're talking about different psychopaths, like there's a Vietnamese psychopath that yeah, they're yeah. talking about. Be a con guy. Yeah, and 
which is one of my sort of favorite bits and it gets some of the some really good lines out of it yeah, and the way it develops into something else yeah really nice. so um then billy and they arrive back at billy's house and see mm. tom waits sitting mm. with a rabbit yeah yeah like billy's interrogation tech mm. voicemail saying that you're gonna you know, <laughs> kill me or whatever yeah and then he's just like, okay, yeah, you seem normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's also around at this point where is it is Billy is at Charlie's house, I think. Yeah, so so Mar- Marty is interviewing Waits and uh, mm. stuff. Yeah, so yeah, he, and before you go into Sam Rockwell's, but yeah, so he's telling him uh Tom Waits uh Zachariah, I think. Yeah. Zachariah. Telling him about his I think it's his wife, um, and how they they used to go around the country killing, yeah, around the killing and, people. And there's and then it gets to the bit where they burn that guy in his house with rabbits. Um, but it's sort yeah. of at this point that it sort of seems that he kind of thinks they've gone a bit far. He's sort of a bit like yeah, he's mm. kind of like okay, this is going a bit too. He's... Mm. Uh, and so he wants his. So they, they separate, and then, yeah, um, in exchange for using his story, Zachariah, he can put a message at the end of the film. Yeah, to uh, his wife. Or his wife. Former wife, yeah. And Ma- Maggie, that's it. Yeah. Which... Then, yeah. You know. We'll get um, to. Um, yeah, then Billy's off at Charlie's house. Yeah, and they're talking, and, well, they're going to, like, get it on, but... It doesn't. Billy because... can't get an erection. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, because he's worried about you know chlamydia and such. Funny, I I, I thought like chlamydia or something. Not AIDS. And she, and... <laughs> I love how he says that like it's come like it's like on the couch. Like, like, com- funny, I thought like chlamydia. You know, like like that's better than uh, than AIDS. And well, I like... guess it kind of is, but you know, yeah, it's not as lethal, it's, but it's still yeah. not great. It's not great. You don't want it. Anyway, whether it's better or not is um, besides the point. And I think there's a really great establishing moment of the relationship here because Billy's trying to get on with Olga Kurilenko, mm. uh, Angela, um, and then as the camera's panning across, you see a photo of Charlie and his dog. Mm-hmm. So you know, okay, this is his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also I also love that as he's going through the scene and he's eating his Cheetos. Um, yeah. Billy's just casually wiping his hands in her hair. <laughs> uh, like, sitting on the couch, it's like he's stroking her head, and he's actually just wiping the dust off his... I didn't catch that. I, I, I missed that bit. I was... I see what's happening. Um, but then he, he tells her about kidnapping Bonnie, the dog. Yeah. And, so he has to give it back. It's like, then, no, we can't give back a kidnapped dog. That's... <laughs> it's the whole object of the kidnapping. Yeah. And so he tells her to call charlie and then he kills her she, no, yeah, she calls charlie on her, of her own accord i think yeah and then he gets a call from hans who's now back with marty and tells him yeah. like myra's dead unfortunately mm, yeah I, I love the reaction with one Farrell when he is you know um, and hans tells him that like oh yeah the results came back you know she was clear you know she was going to live mm. uh marty just gives like a little satisfied like like a little nod Mm. Sick. 
Yeah, and then he, he tells her that, yeah, I was dead. Mm. So, naturally, and he shoots Charlie's girlfriend in the stomach. Yeah, and then he leaves, and Charlie and his... Babe, he puts a card in her hand that's revealed, oh, Billy is the Jack of Diamonds. Jack of Diamonds, and they come to back, and they go through, like, a thing of playing cards, and notice that all the... Like like a hundred yeah, so yeah, B- Billy gets back to his house, gets Marty, hands on the dog, and get out of there just as Charlie. Yeah. I am mad. Although, this is the guy that was the Canadian. Oh, right. Oh, that's right, yeah, because you said you mentioned that he's in... He's, he's, in all it's Marty McDonough's buddy, and he, yeah. Yeah, he pops up in all of them. And, and so, so he'll, he'll be somewhere in three billboards. Yes. Yeah. Um... But so yeah, they're sort of leaving, and they head out to the desert. Uh, well, yeah, they stop in like a bar first. Yes, and, uh, they, they stop there. First. That's when Marty tells Hans about the story of the Quaker, who then reveals that he was the Quaker. Yeah, and then Billy sort of took his story, I guess, is how it, how you would put it. Yeah, he borrowed his story. He heard the story um, and sort of told it as his own, as if it was a story he came up with. And then, yeah, I like the hypocrisy there, because Marty get, uh, Billy gets annoyed at Marty for, kind of like, making his story as if it was his, yeah, when and Billy did the exact same thing. Yeah, the exact same thing. Um, but then they're heading out to the desert, and yeah, Marty and... asks Hans if he wants to help write his movie. Yeah, and so... He's, he's also asked Billy if he wants to help write the movie at this yeah. point. Yeah. This really is, we've, we've skipped over a little scene that I really love. Um, that's oh. the bit where Artie looks, uh, he reads Billy's diary. Mm. Um, talking about, you know, you know, don't set fire to the neighbor's flag. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we see later on there's a half-burnt American a flag. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really nice character bit for... Yeah. Also, just the visuals. Then, like he's driving home and he casually he's in like a Mars bar or something. He left in the glove box after sh- yeah. after shooting a woman. Yeah, he's just going. Yeah, he's just eating. And you know, because he's got a gun there in the glove box, and I, yep, yep. it's sort of like, oh, is he going to grab it? And no, he just he just grabs a Mars bar. The stops. chocolate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then they're driving out to the desert, and Marty gets Billy and Hans involved to help write the movie. Yeah. They talk about Gandhi. <laughs> I friend, I leave the whole world blind. I believe that wholeheartedly. No, it doesn't. How's the last blind guy gonna take out the eye of the last guy left who still got one eye? <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember when I first watched this film, I'd had that thought like a couple of days before. <laughs> and I watched it. Then I watched this film and was like, crap, now it's not gonna seem like an original thought because this movie said it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort of how it works, you know. Any thought is probably not original, because someone's oh, yeah. thought it. Oh, th- yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, then they arrive out in the desert. Mm. And so, Hans has been reading Marty's script and comments on how poorly the women characters are. Oh, women are characters are awful. Yeah, he says, uh, I, I've got this thing. Them are shot or stabbed to death within five, five minutes. minutes. Those and don't probably will later on. And and then Marty says, "Well, it's a hard world for women." I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's a hard world for yeah. women, but most of the most ones I know can string together a sentence. And I feel like that's just a comment on screenwriting, sort of just in general. 
so, so, oh yeah, so much of this film is kind of Hollywood about violence and a you know certain things are portrayed, yeah. and how mm-hmm. like it, it seems, seems like, like not in every movie, movie of course, but in a lot they just can't. In a lot, yeah. Women characters. Christopher Nolan. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that. <clears throat> so what's weird is how often Christopher Nolan has come up on this show, and just. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, want to say contempt, contempt cause that, that seems, seems harsh, but... Well, I mean, it is kind of problems with his writing, particularly for characters, and I think... Like, not that he's a bad writer, but that he just really can't write... Well, he struggles with certain things. Yeah. And I think that's sort of a thing... That's sort of something that's pointed out, that, like, you know, he can't write women. He's trying to do, like, a nice thing for women. Like, his, his intentions are good. Well, kind of good. But, but just, just the, the way, way he's doing it isn't good. It's, it's sort of how people try to be like, oh, representation for women, but they don't actually do it. It's like, this woman's character is that she's a woman, you know? I was going to say, yeah, they're there because she's a woman. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that, a, not all screenwriters, of course, but like a lot do. Like a lot of sort of bigger writers, directors have that problem where they just cannot write women characters even though it's and, not and really that hard this, this is something that martin mcdonough really kind of took on board himself because he wrote this film mm-hmm. and then kind of thought okay my past two have been very male driven mm-hmm. so when he wrote three billboards he kind of thought okay yeah. i'm going to make this you know strong female lead character yeah and, and francis mcdonald is the main character of that story you know the strong independent yeah yeah um um, and, and so, so it's also around this point I'm pretty sure that Marty's talking about well because Billy's like talking about shootouts and stuff and, and Marty's like no no, no shootouts and Billy yeah, like, yeah. is yeah, just he has this, he has this so idea of you know, like how, how about the characters just you know seems like the perfect set of this perfect yeah. and, and the characters actually, just drive out to the desert and talk for the yeah. rest of the film and I was just thinking this is kind of similar to adaptation that, that scene in adaptation oh, yeah, Nicholas definitely. Cage is talking with Brian Cox about, you know, what if we just have characters that just sort of, they don't change, and there's sort of none of this, and they don't, you know, it's sort of like that sort of thing of like, well, actually, it's not, re- that's, you're wrong, like, because that's not how people work, and, you know, and, and like, you can try and do that story of just people just talking, but it's hard to do that. You kind of need to something else. Yeah, in this film is is very meta. You know, to the mm-hmm. point that the main character is an Irishman who is a screenwriter called Marty. Um, <laughs> Arthur McDonough is an Irish-born screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a yeah. um, author surrogate. Yeah. Um, um, so. I really like the way that Hans and form of friendship mm-hmm. this film yeah he kind of helps him with the screenplay and yeah. marty's always kind of a bit protective of it yeah. and that um, sort of comes back later on at the end of the film as well but we'll get to that point yeah later on um, um so then we i think around this point we get to one of my favorite scenes in the film in fact it might be my favorite scene oh is it the scene with billy talking about the yeah. fight? shootout yeah, yeah. Uh, it's such a good scene and because the way he's just like explaining it but you can tell that like marty and hans are like what are you doing it's full of shit. what are you doing yeah exactly this, this isn't this? particularly well thought out yeah. and it's so good I, I love the fact that 
Billy had something written down on that book, mm. paper, and then Marty points out the fact that, like, hang on, why would Jack of Diamonds know that this guy is going to show up unarmed? Obviously, he isn't. Yeah. So then exactly. Billy has to re- re- rethink everything, and yeah, everything and he's like... doing there, he's just improvising. And, and so, so he's, he's like, like, yeah, because yeah, then he was expecting a double cross. Exactly. He just has to have brought a couple of friends along, along and then... Out of every fucking grave, first the seventh psychopath. Flamethrower, who's that? Yeah, the I, Kong guy, he was I, hiding I, up, in, up a tree. Yeah, oh, I love this line of just so kind of perfectly redundant and love that. Like, it's the Viet Cong guy, he was hiding up a tree. And then he, and then he points out that Marty's there, but he's just, you know, observing, and, you know, and that's all right. It's okay, nobody thinks you're a pussy. <laughs> and, and then I love, the, I love the fact that in his pitch, is that it's going to start raining when yeah. Kaya shows up? You can see her boobs through her shirt. I, I, was, I was like, like yeah, yeah, I was like, okay. okay. I, I, I was like, like, I was watching, watching and I was like, that's like, that's the point. Like, because yeah. usually, usually that, that would just be like, like oh, they're just doing that for the sake of it. But this is the point: is that Billy's doing this. That's the that's the point that she shows up. So yeah. yeah, and, and, and also then she gets killed immediately. It's Kaya. It's fucking moaned out. Fucking moan down. And she's like, and you know, and I like how he makes her apologize. And like, if she comes back to say, you know, that she's sorry. Are you sorry for being such a fucking bitch? And then, and then she's moaned down. Her head almost comes off. And then her head does come, come off. And, and then it's like, you know, you, and then Martin is like, Marty throws away the notepad and he just starts shooting. He kicks over a grave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really gross. Um, um, and, and let the animals die in the just the yeah. women. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Because um, you can't, yeah, you can't yeah, let the animals die in the movie. Just the women. Just the women. And then the Viet Cong, he goes here and he dies, and he never even had a fucking name, and he's so good. He kicks his nunchucks and he kills two of the best. Nunchucks are Japanese. And then he just ignores it and just continues on. Because he doesn't care. Because again, it's not like. It doesn't hate them, but he just is racist because. Oh yeah, no, it's like the bit with the Viet Cong guy hiding in a tree, you know. Yeah. The stereotype of the Viet Cong. And so it's like you know the only ones left are you and Hans and you know pieces for quiz because again, you know that's just how he is. This guy's a bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Jack Diamonds wasn't actually dead. <laughs> he had a crossbow. Was the bit He was just the bit injured. He was just the bit injured. <laughs> And then, you know, it goes, like, through... That's not enough, so he pulls out a shotgun. And then... Bye. Sorry, I'm... 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 I was going to say, um... mentioned last week that, um... Mm. I'm done it every now and then. He has, like, a real kind of directorial flourish. And I think Mm. this... That flourish in this film is in this scene. Mm, so it's, yeah. I think it is very differently directed to the way the rest of the film yeah, is it's, it's done a, it's in, like in a more frantic. stereotypical action. It's, you know, a lot more frantic and, you know, it's done to yeah, look really kind of like epic and... And, you know, it's got, you know, the sort of effects and, you know, the rain and the grain. Yeah, it, and it's it's, it's, the it's done to look a lot more Hollywood. Yeah, which, which is, is the point, because it's a pit. Yeah, exactly. And I like how at the end, we pan, like, there's like a pan over the blood center and up into the... Pretty the door, and he's just explaining how there's peace and how the sky Maybe one day there can be beautiful world that yeah. would be good. Yeah, and, and then, then it just, ah. just cuts to Hans and Marty's being like, um, 
Uh, yeah, but, but when he's he's kind of he's like acting a thing, he's like Jack and Diane dying, yeah. dying. He knocks over like a can of coke or something in the background, yeah. and starts yeah. spilling all over like suitcase. I'm like, yeah. oh damn, that's gonna be sticky as shit. Now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's probably, probably my favorite scene of the whole film. Was just his pitch and him explaining how this final shit is gonna happen. Sam Rockwell's one of my favorite actors. This is a perfect vehicle for his talents. Just. Oh, also the wall enthusiasm actor just like in general he's 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 not my favorite actor full stop he's one of them oh one, one of them yeah and this is yeah. very much i haven't really seen sam rockwell and stuff i think the only other thing i can think of that i've seen him in is iron man 2 which is not <laughs> a good yeah. showcase of his acting abilities and i knew like he was a big deal like he was you know oscar winner and you know nominated as well and you know, he's, he's like, like um, Wash, no, yeah, he only got his first Oscar nomination, and for that matter, for three billboards, yeah, which, which we'll get into next week. Next week, yeah. yeah. So, I like it. It's got layers. Yeah. Ben yeah. Hans and Buddy figure out that. Well, they I say figure out. They see in a newspaper that Billy is wanted in yeah. suspicion of you know being of killing. Angela and being the Jack and Diamonds killer. Yeah. And, and so, so they, they come, come back, back to the cab and... It's and get high on they, peyote. They get high on peyote, yeah. And then yeah, Hans wanders off. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then when Marty goes to get him, um, Billy blows up the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that bit where they, they run back and they see the car on fire, then Sam Rockwell just pokes his head out the tent with the yeah. dog. Yeah, it explodes. And I was, at that moment, I was like, Oh, oh no, did they, they just kill Sam Rockwell? Rockwell. And, they, and they just, just comes out of the tent with the dog. dog. I'm like, oh, like, hi. He's alright. Um, uh, another one of my favourite lines from Christopher Walken. Um, oh, psychopaths, they get kind of tiresome after a while, don't yeah. you think? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, uh, also, Billy sort of explains his plan and... The car is on fire, and he explains that he's yeah. called Charlie out to come with to them. But you know, he did promise to come alone and unarmed, and he said he would. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be here on time. Depending and on Billy's the expecting the shooter. Depending on traffic, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the next morning, runs and oh yeah, Billy. They're looking at like what is it, a gerbil? Yeah. They were kind of a falling out. Yeah. And Billy calls Marty an alcoholic fucking bastard. Yeah. Which, he's not massively off. I said, it's not incorrect. And so Hans... I think you better stop drinking, Martin. Is how yeah. you and Hans, then at this point, he leaves. He mentions that when he was high on peyote, he he saw Myra. Mm. Saying that there was no afterlife, so Billy kind of bullshit saying, yeah. oh yeah, that was just me. Mm. Yeah. He, doesn't want, he doesn't want Hans to have a Life crisis and yeah. of lose his faith. So he manages to guess accurately what she said. Yeah. Hans leaves. Well, I, I love actually. There's a, there's a great bit in the previous scene where he says, um, he's like, um, yeah, Marty asks him like, "What are you gonna fight?" And he says, "No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna run. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna die." Yeah. Um. Also, that's a really great line 
around this point. I, I, I think it's around this point where Marty says, this guy just telephoned a psycho killer to come down and psycho kill us. Psycho kill us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's getting all angry about it. And yeah, yeah this guy freaked out after eating some psychedelic cat. Yeah. And so. Doubting a lifelong belief in the afterlife. Yeah. But yeah, Hans buggers off. And so we're just left with Billy and Marty and the dog, Bonnie. And so they're just waiting for Charlie to arrive. And he arrives. It's like kind of like that window of time ED mm. clinic. Waiting for the doctor to come out and say, "Billy, you're good to go." Yeah. Well, Billy, <laughs> got VD. <laughs> yeah. Or chlamydia or whatever. <laughs> I think it's chlamydia. I think he does say it was chlamydia because he was thinking. Yeah, no, yeah, he, 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 he does add on to the end or chlamydia. Or chlamydia. I was like, yeah, because he was just thinking about that. And, so and Charlie they're, arrives. They're, 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 they're shocked because he, he actually did come, come alone, alone, and Billy's like. like this is right. Like, so it's like, yeah, he's he's convinced that he he's not alone. Yeah, and, and so, so then he gets out of the car and they're like, hey, you know, show us that you've got no guns and and turn around, turns around and then he shoots him. And, well, he and shoots Mar- him. Mar- 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 like, you shot him in the back. He's like, of course I shot him in the back. I was going. So I was aiming for I was aiming for the spine. Yeah, and then he walks over and he just starts panicking and Dan just completely doesn't care that he's you know shot and. Bleeding He's out. like, can I can I just give Barney a couple? Uh, oh, you can give Barney a couple of kisses and a couple of scratches. <laughs> and, he, and he grabs the car and he finds a flag gun. gun. And he's, he's like, like oh. oh yeah, well yeah, no. Before this point, Hans has arrived back at like they're in they're in some national park. I think. Yeah, and it's like Hans has arrived at. It looks like a sort of police station. It's 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 the um the the entrance to this. Yeah, the national, national park, park that they're at, and um, Hans is there, the guys with Charlie's guys waiting. Yeah. They see him, they see him put they, his hands up, and they, they're talking. And, and, and I think it's interesting that they are doing this, and there's police officers like relatively close by, like yeah, it's kind of by the wind. Yeah, and so um, they're like, oh, he doesn't, doesn't have the gun, and. Yeah, this is another case of this film kind of deconstructing some archetypes with the whole put your hands up. No. Yeah. It's kind of like, ah, what if somebody didn't put their hand up? Yeah. About that? And so they're like, and the guy's like, all right, I like you. It's all good. And he goes to leave because. So, yeah, he sees the police there, so he makes it look like he's going for a gun. So Paulo shoots him Paulo and draws and he... the attention of the cops. And he, he dies, and they like. Actually, no, yeah, because it's around this point that yeah, Marty is. Do they, is is the flag, the flag on fire? It, 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 yeah, it cuts between the two things. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah but... uh, after the whole put your hands up, no, but then yeah, we're back with them. Marty yeah. take and then Marty puts, puts Charlie in the car and then starts, starts to take him to hospital, him. leaving Billy with this flag gun that he's got. Yeah, and he finally Marty... clicks, clicks it. Yeah. So it's there to kind of show them where they are. So he fires it in the air. Yeah. That's when the whole Hans, does, yeah, Hans makes it look he's going for a gun. So he gets, um, he gets shot. So the police know that something's up. Yeah. Um, and then we see that it's he dies. A yeah, he's got a tape recorder. Yeah, for like Marty. And also, it's as we're cutting as well with Marty and Charlie. Marty talks about how he doesn't believe in guns and how he's like, a, well, he's, yeah. he's a pacifist. He's a pacifist. He's a pacifist. And Charlie's got a great line. He's like, 
what you don't believe it does is they're not like a leprechaun or something. It's just yeah, yeah. Um, and so he's driving to get it back, but he gets he they meet halfway with Charlie's guys. Charlie reveals that you know Billy only like gave him a flesh wound when he got him. And they get out, and and then Marty, you know, is rightly pissed, and he, and he's very. Yeah, and they, they mentioned that they've killed Hans. Yeah, and he's, and he's you know, very upset and he's pissed. And, and Charlie's trying to explain to him, like, hey, you're still alive, you know? Like, it's not any sort of... You've only had one friend killed. Yeah, I've had two friends. I've, I've had three. Yeah. Like, that <laughs> makes it any better for him. Yeah, and that's kind of a perfect show that he is... That Marty's upset with friends dead and he doesn't really give a crap that yeah. most of his guys are dead. Yeah. And so um, drive. Oh yeah, but there's a line early on where they drive past this giant pile of rocks or whatever, and he really mentions that it would be the perfect place for a final shootout. Yeah. Um, and this, you know, yeah, we get a, a final shootout between yeah. Billy, and so Billy's Charlie's men, a rock with Bonnie, and he takes out most of the guys at this point. Now it's just Marty, Charlie, yeah. well, he all over him left, which Charlie and Paulo? Charlie and Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's yeah. those two. And then there's Billy and Marty. And Marty. And I like how Billy's. He's, he's got. He's like shooting. He's got a gun in his hand and he's got the other in his mouth. But like you wouldn't. Yeah. And he's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, double shooting. And I, I love how Bonnie's just casually just sitting there. Yeah, the mobile. dog. Just a, I feel like if. I feel like. A, a regular dog would probably be a little more a little more freak the shit out but like um but you know i guess maybe she's been present for a lot of charlie killed i feel, I feel like she's desensitized yeah, of charlie's sort of care for his dog but she's probably she probably gets around some stuff before yeah she's probably low and um, so then he has to throw the guns out two guns away and then he's like, oh, there's... Oh, three guns. Three guns, like, throw out your third gun. He's like, I don't have... Does he say, I don't have a third gun? He says, no, I saw you got three guns. And then he throws out want third gun. cheese. And he's like, and then he's like, delaying. He's sort of buying time. And he's stalling so he can reload the flare gun. Reloads, and he comes out with the flare gun to Bonnie's head. head. And he's like, oh, you didn't think about this gun. Yeah, yeah. like, I thought the flare gun. Yeah, and, and so, so it's a standoff between Charlie Polo and and Paul and, and you know. Well, he's got a gun on him as well. Yeah, and, and Marley's oh, just sort of away from this. He's just there looking at it. And is it this point? Does he punch him at this point, or is that early? Marley punches Billy. Oh yeah, that's way early. Oh shit! Fuck. Uh, that's um when he's about the psycho killer coming down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so we get the standoff, the Mexican standoff, you could argue. Oh yeah, no, totally. Um, the the payoff of the gun jamming. Yeah, the gun jamming, and he starts doing the count. And well, Billy starts doing the countdown. He's like five, four, and then Charlie's gun jams, and he's like, "Oh, can you start again at five? And he's like, "No." At the shootout, is that at the standoff? At the fucking standoff. And, and then, then he, he does restart the count. And Marty also has gone in the car. He's driving on. And Marty's been allowed to go free. Um, 
And there's a great little bit where um, he's trying to get his gun to work again. Charlie t says to Paul, he's like, shoot him while he's not looking. And he's just like, obviously, I'm... <laughs> yeah. But I not be looking. Um, yeah. so, uh, just as the police arrive, Charlie's gun works again and he shoots Billy through the head. Yeah. And he falls. Um, as he lays dying. And I honestly oh. thought, I, I guess... I, I thought, thought, like, oh, that, that would be, like, an instant kill, but I guess it sort of depends on the... Depends on the part of the head that you get shot. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're still going to die either way. It sort of depends if one's, like, an immediate death. Yeah, no, it depends how quickly it is. I I saw on the news the other day that somebody survived getting shot through the head. Really? That's... Yeah. I, I feel like, like I've heard about that. I feel like I've heard people who have gotten, like, shot, but have, like, survived... Because, because of, like, shot and sort of... Some medical thing that doesn't is fatal, but in reality is, like, not that bad. It's, like... It's part of the head. And it also, I guess, depends on the gun as well, like, how powerful yeah. the gun is. And so he's sort of lying there dying, like, just as the police arrive, and he sort of, like, holds his hand out. Off. And Paul and his body puts the paw in his hand, and they're just sort of... Looking at each other, and Charlie is sort of it's arrested, arrested, and looks pretty sad too because his dog. Because he, he tries to hold Bonnie over, but she's not doing it. Yeah, and Billy's um, got his hand out as well. So it's. Like... I, I guess you know now that we at this point in the film and he's died. Um, yeah. I think I talked about why I like Billy Bickle so much. Um, oh yeah. So he's he's a classic case of you know a charismatic psychopath. He kills people. Yeah. For the sake of you know, kind of inspiring Marty to write his film, but I think that's what I like about him so much—the fact that yeah, he's willing to do this just so his friend can you know yeah. write a good movie. Yeah, he's yeah he's a, a good friend, but he's doing like very very bad things in the name of friendship. Yeah. Um, mm. And also the fact I love how kind of you know, he expects life to play out like a movie. He's like Arben. He, yeah. that's yeah, that's another. another he's basically, basically like Arbet, except, yeah. I mean, he's not the same as Arbet. Arbet's aware that he's not in. Yeah. Whereas Billy kind of wants life. To Although to be fair, I think sort of Arbet. I mean, I get. I mean, there's many differences, but Arbet also is one who sort of points out logical inconsistencies and problems, like in um horror fiction yeah. in Seven Spooky Steps, his pitch is very much like the most logical way of doing it, while Billy's pitch is kind of the opposite of that. Like, it's very much like... He's the less intelligent kind. Yeah. The, kind of doing what he thinks will make the most entertaining movie. Yeah. And, and Arbet sort of does what he thinks would be entertaining, but in reality it's kind of the opposite because he... Normal person. It's the, it's the like... Well, this is what I would do in this situation and what they should be doing, but, like, it's not... That doesn't make for interesting entertainment. Yeah, and that's why Billy's story is so funny because it's the most, like, balls-to-the-wall, just ludicrous pitch. But, like, it would be fun to watch, and I would like to watch that film because it would just be the most insane thing. It would be absolutely mental. But it's not... But sometimes you need that. Like, not every film needs to be, like, a serious, like, drama that just, is, like, makes perfect sense. Like, sometimes you want something that's just ridiculous. 
and just objectively makes no sense. Um, yeah, I'm a big... Yeah. And so... Marty leaving... Lives back. He finishes it. Well, actually, he finds Hans. Finds Hans the, the body of him. And he walks over to his dead body and sort of subtly takes the tape recorder. And he does it in a way... Where people, people don't just think he's robbing a dead man. Like he's... He, he, he mentions to the cops that Hans is his friend. Yeah, because they're trying to block him and go over him through, but then he's like, oh, he's my friend. And... But, like, it is weird that they just sort of let him through. Like, couldn't anybody just say do that? no? They probably wouldn't let him do that. Yeah, in reality, he'd be like, you know. Stand back, sir, please. It's sort of like in the first Spider Man where Peter sees Uncle Ben, he just sort of is allowed to get through because it's his uncle. And it's like, well, in reality, that probably wouldn't happen. So anyone can say it's their uncle. Yeah. And so he then listens to the tape recording with with a really great monologue from Christopher Walken about his sort yeah. of... Yeah, building on previous idea of the Viet Cong guy. The Viet Cong thing. And this is the bit that sort of really illustrated for me the sort of more the introspection aspect of this film. Because... He's talking about sort of this Viet Cong guy, and he's sort of the sort of Viet Cong psychopath is sort of sort of the thoughts and how he's you know choosing the how he's sort of looking things at the, he's choosing the light, not the darkness. You know, he's not going to go ahead and you know because it's sort of there's a few scenes with this Viet Cong guy and how he's using this prostitute as like um, a bomb essentially, like he straps yeah. a bomb. But in reality, it's not like it's sort of him looking at in sort of the context of the story. He's more like imagine things because the prostitute he sees is just like a woman there as he's you know dousing himself in oil to burn himself to death, essentially. And, oh yeah, there's another one of my favorite moments around where the guy says something in to me mm-hmm. um, and uh, the following line is the hooker she studied vietnamese <laughs> that's right yeah i like how that's just a weird thing it's like oh she she knows vietnamese which is like in there to explain it yeah yeah and so the sort of thing ends and and the, we, the way Hans's pitch develops is that yeah it's a uh a, sort of, a, a monk uh, first monk uh, burn himself alive in protest of the Vietnam War. Yeah. And the sort of thing ends. And sort of earlier on, they sort of talk about dream sequences and, you know, how they don't really work and how they're for, you know. Dream so, sequences are I believe it. Yeah. Um, and I like how he finishes off his, like, tape recording. He's like, oh, I don't think they like being called that anymore. I think that nowadays they prefer homos. Which is... More PC. A little confused, but he's got spirit. Yeah, like he's, he's at, at least, least like, like no, nah, we can't call them that. That's, that's but... offensive. But we can call them this, which, which isn't like good necessarily. But it's definitely... uh, he doesn't say they prefer this. He says think. I think nowadays they prefer. This. He doesn't say it's like a fact. He's just like he's not like they prefer this. You know, he says it. Like I think they prefer this. And then uh, that's sort of the end, and Billy finish Marty finishes his story. Just the script, he, he's adopted Bonnie. Yeah. And, and as 
and, and it sort of ends. He finishes writing up the script, and he prints it, and he. We see him the, 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 the idea is that his, the screenplay for Seven Psychopaths is literally this film that we've just watched. Yeah. <laughs> and so he leaves, and, and presumably to mail it, and the camera pans. They take it to his producer or whatever. Yeah, and the camera pans up. We see the half burnt American flag. Which, Which I didn't I know that could happen. happen. I, I thought, thought that was like a thing where like you could actually burn it because of the material. Like um, no, it's it's a thing as in like a law. Oh, it's <laughs> a law. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can't burn it, but you can't. You... Let, yeah, you can't. You can't let it touch the ground, and you can't burn it. Which is so stupid. Like I mean, I mean flags, flags in general, just the way people look at flags and how they treat them is like it's like just some colors. It's like it's like when people you know don't, you know, stand up for the national anthem or they do anything that is not, like, pro this or whatever, like, people get, lose their minds. And it's like... Just watched an episode of South Park earlier today about money. Oh, yeah. Well, because South Park very much covers that sort of thing of... And, yeah. Yeah, that, that area. Um, yeah, then it seems the film is over. Then... But then, he get, Marty gets a call from... Zachariah is the psychopath. And he's like, I saw your film, and there was no special mention in the credits. And he's like, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll change it. He's like, oh, it's too, late. it's too late for that. And he's like, I'm going to come kill you on Tuesday, is it? He says, like, on... Yeah, Tuesday works for me. And, and he says a line to here. That he didn't think he was what you didn't think I was serious because I carry a rabbit, <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna shoot you on Tuesday or whatever." And my just like, "All right," and he's just like, "Anything." And then Zachariah's just like, "Oh," and he sort of pulls back and's like, yeah, "I'm like you've been through the ringer." Yeah, and it's like you know you know what Tuesday doesn't actually work for me. Yeah. <laughs> He lets him live. Yeah, and then he hangs up the phone and he just picks up his rabbit and he just leaves. And... Walks away. And and this that that little this little bit on the end of the film mm. that is the message. Mm. Um, to at the end of the film it, mm. again being meta. This yeah. this is that meta. Mm. Um, and yeah, like that's an extra scene that Marty like. Oh, this happened to me. I might just insert that. Crap! I'm gonna add that in. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much where the film wraps up. Uh, I think. Is there anything else we haven't really talked about? I'm touching all the important bits. Yeah, I'm just thinking if there's any good like lines or sort of specific moments that I like. I, I like the bits where Marty and Billy are talking about Marty's partner and how he's like. <laughs> Billy's like, well, she's not pissed at you for anything for spe specific, you know, more because she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Marty's <laughs> <laughs> like, she's not a fucking bitch, Marty. She's just got issues. Yeah, she's got being a fucking bitch issues. And it's just like, yeah, it's very much a portrait thing. Again, it's the sort of thing of like, you know, and there's, yeah, that bit at a certain point where Marty just he punches Billy. He's like, sorry for hitting you in the face so hard, and it's like, there's like, there's a pretty good pun for a pacifist. Yeah. And... <laughs> At one point, I think Billy says, like, to Marty, are you out of your alcoholic fucking mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, and there's another great line where Marty's talking like about impossible the like, possibility of heads exploding if they get shot. And then I was like, no, no, it's it's possible if their heads made out of explosive, it's possible. Is it but, true that there is a piece in a man's head that if you use it, it will go up? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hot fuzz, right? Yeah, it is. yeah. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah, because that's such like a thing that, ha- like a stereotype in movies, someone gets shot in the head and it explodes. And it's not, and it's not even like big guns. It's just like a pistol. <laughs> they get shot like a small pistol, and their head just goes, and, you know, just. Was, yeah. And it's just like that does. I highly doubt that hat. That's because I've seen footage of like actual people getting shot in the head, and it doesn't look like that at all. It's yeah, just like, no, like the start after five bloods. Or yeah, it's just like you know, there's just some blood that comes out, and that's it. Yeah. But if it's like a shotgun, maybe, because that's, you know, yeah, much if it's more a powerful. Big, yeah, or if it's a dim dim. <laughs> dim dim. I can't remember what it is, but the bit where Marty mentions that he doesn't want any shootouts in the movie, he just gets. And he says, like, What are we making movies now? No fucking <laughs> like, shootouts? I I've ever heard. No shootouts? Yeah. No shootouts? And Marty's like, No. no He's like, No! <laughs> And yeah, because Marty's like, well, you know, the first half should be, you know, it'll be like perf- it'll be like the perfect, perfect setup for like an after hour revenge flick, you know, violence, guns, all the usual bullshit. And then they just, you know, drive lunch for the desert and they pitch a tent and they just talk for the rest of the friggin' movie, you know, shootouts, no payoffs, just human beings talking. And then Billy. Why are you making French movies? Sounds like the stupidest ending. Don't shoot us. Sounds like the stupidest ending I've ever fucking. No shootouts. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's like the stupidest ending I've ever fucking. Oh, shoot out. He gets and, really, and, and, really like, and then Marty's like, no? And he's like, no! Because <laughs> Marty's just saying it like, no? Like, he's very, like, calm like, about no, it. Marty. Like, you don't like that? He's like, no. No. Oh, no. McDonald's characters really like a good shootout, don't they? Because, yeah. going back to In Bruges last week, there's a where, um, Marie, the, the, when they're having that little standoff in the hotel, Marie, the hotel, and he's like, why can't you just, you know, put your guns away and go home? He's like, don't be stupid. This don't is just shoot out. Don't be stupid. That's not how it works. It's just like, yeah. It's the shootout. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, is there anything else? I think we've cut, touched on the most of the we've covered pretty much everything, yeah. Also, favorite quotes and moments and stuff. So, um, uh, I guess I'll put my rating on it. Uh, as I mentioned, I think in Bruges is better uh but i still do really quite like this film i there's some really i think there's some bits that i would argue are funnier than anything in in Bruges, in my opinion i mean just the whole pit billy's pitch for the final shootout is like such a great scene uh but i i think some of the characters i'm not i'm like sort of less interested in uh, and that's just sort of it, and I think I sort of mainly what I have a problem. I just, the characters. I think I mentioned this in Bruges, where I didn't care about many of the characters beyond like the main three, and I sort of have that. I think I prefer more characters here, but I still sort of think like the main cat, like Marty's not as interesting as um as Ray is in in Bruges, and I and I guess that's the point, but I think I prefer the main the characters I like in, in Bruges I like more than the characters I like in Seven Psychopaths even though there's more 
characters in Seven Psychopaths that I prefer, if that makes sense. It's very long-winded. Um, uh, but still, uh, I'm giving this an 8 out of 10. That's reasonable. Mm. Um, well, I absolutely love this film. Mm. It's a, another really, really well-done piece of work. Mm -hmm. I, I think I do agree with you that this is is funnier than in Bridge. I think this is definitely his funniest film. It's definitely trying to be more of a comedy than the others are. Well, because mm. I haven't seen Three Billboards, but from what I know, it's probably not that funny, just based on the subject matter. Um, I think there are, there, there are definitely some funny moments in it. But it's not like... But yeah, no, in Bruges and Three Billboards, there was some very heavy stuff, and therefore, you know, one is open to comedy. Yeah, whereas this is just more yeah. of guys just sort of like... Hanging. Yeah, I mean, you, you describe the plots of the films, you can kind of get an idea of it. You know, in Bruges, you know, men struggling with grief after a job goes wrong, three billboards, a mother, you know, challenges the local police after her daughter is murdered. A set of psychopaths, some guys kidnap a gangster's dog. And also, one of them is writing a screenplay as well. Like, it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a less film. But, um, yeah, I think this is entertaining. I love Sam Rockwell. I think. Mm. Mm, yeah, Sam I Rockwell is the best part. For Walken as well, he's up there. Thank you. For it, oh, I, I'm a big yeah, Christopher Walken too. They're probably really. They're really the big performances yeah. that I point to. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, um. So I guess um. I'm gonna, can we do point fives? Uh, you, you can. I I don't. I try to. Yeah, if you want, if you want to round it up, but you know, just. Uh, I'll I'll, do, I'll probably yeah. You can give a. A half. You can give points. I've had okay. people well, in the past give like eight point sevens or something, something like that. Wow. Not even an eight point five. It's like I just do a nine or an eight or an eight point five. Like don't just do something like. Actually, that. I, I do it by yeah. I just do it in increments of five. I always round up, but it's like I might give something. It might be an eight point five, but I'll just say a nine, just sort of for a rounded number. But yeah. if you want, you can. I don't. Mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go nine point five because I do have mm -hmm. issues with it, but yeah. I don't think it's away from what I I love about. Yeah, and you do this the least favorite of Martin McDonald. Yeah, to say this is my my least favorite of his films, and I'd still give it a nine. And nine point five is still a really good score for the weakest yeah. film of a filmmaker's for a three film career. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I do love this. Yeah. And so, yeah, next week we'll be talking about Three Billboards outside of Missouri. Uh, hopefully it's good. The I've saga. The end of the saga, yeah. I hope it's good. Like, I don't know why I wouldn't think it's good. I know my dad saw it recently and he thought it was quite good. So, hopefully I'll like it. And uh, if I don't, at least you'll like it. So we can get some... Because yeah. ep this episode and last week's is just us agreeing. Like, yeah. This is good, isn't it? Just not, yeah, no, we need to pick something a bit more polarizing. Yeah. Well, you know, in future, for future plans, hopefully. Uh, we, we, we do have some. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for joining me for this week's episode. Um, yeah. Is, is there anything we need to say, or is um, that pretty much I just, it? This occurred to me. I usually kind of say where, where these films are. Oh, rank yeah. And... Yes, that is true. You do that. Um, um, so, this film, Seven Psychopaths, uh, yeah. is number. It's my thirty fourth. Just what's it between? Uh, above the Living Daylights, the, the film, mm -hmm. low ground. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
and below the Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Oh yeah. And in Bruges was like fourth or fifth, right? Uh yeah yeah fourth. Yeah. So, and is th- I so three billboards I assume is like in between there then. It's yeah it's definitely yeah because it in Bruges. Seventh Night Class is your least favourite, so three billboards is going to be uh, in All somewhere. shall be revealed next yeah. week. So yeah, thank you for joining me for this one. Uh, and yeah, check check out the website, check out the social medias. Uh, rate this on Apple or wherever you're listening to. And yeah, I will see you guys all in the next one. Goodbye. Hello. So